welcome back to another episode here at The Word. I am your host, Autumn, and today we have beautiful ladies in the building. We have the Crown Queens. Say hello, hello. ladies. Hello, hi. <laughs> so please tell everyone who you are, and we're gonna get into Crown Queens. So everybody introduce themselves. So my name is Destiny Kidd. My name is Chinoye, Chi-Chi for short. <laughs> my name is Majesty. I'm Shayla. Okay, these are the Crown Queens guys, and these are, they're a sister group, they pray together, they cry together, they've gained a friendship, so go ahead and someone just go ahead and tell the background of Crown Queens. Okay, so Crown Queens actually began, it was never supposed to be like a, um, it's never, it was never supposed to be what it was. Um, one day, God spoke to me and he told me to read the book of Proverbs. So I'm reading the book of Proverbs and um, I read it that morning. Later on that day, I heard him say, tell Chi Chi and Shayla to read it with you. Um, and it's funny because although I knew who these ladies were, I was not friends with them. Um, and so I reached out to them on Instagram and I'm like, hey, I don't know how y'all gonna feel about this, but God told me to tell y'all that we're supposed to read the book of Proverbs together. And so um, they did it, they, they agreed to read it, we did it. Um, and we did it for the book of Proverbs 31 days, so we did it um, for the total 31 days. But I think like around the first week, um, every week, every day we were praying together um, and we were discussing each chapter that we read. Um, and around like the second week, um, I heard the Lord tell me that we were supposed to pray in person because we were just praying through our text messages together. Um, and then we eventually started praying on the phone, but then he said to pray in person. And he told me that um, majesty was supposed to be at the prayer as well. And he showed me us praying inside of their church. And so um, I think Chi Chi reached out to majesty and she told her um, that she, I said that God said for us to pray together and it was supposed to be at the church. So we did it and then Madge has two other sisters who are also a part of the Crown Queens, um, Maya and Mariah. Um, and they came along just because they knew we were all gonna be praying. And so um, that prayer service with literally just the six of us, um, was your mom there that night? I don't even no. think, okay. So yep, it was literally just the six of us. Um, in the building, we were praying and it was so powerful. And towards the end of the prayer, after it was over, we were like, God said, we gotta invite people to this. Like this is supposed to, more people are supposed to be here. And so from there, we kind of put it out on, on our individual pages. Like, hey, we're gonna be praying um, this Thursday at 6 p.m. And from there, it became like a every Thursday thing. And now we do it every other Thursday. So it was never supposed to be a group. It was never supposed to be a sisterhood. It was just me being obedient to God. And in return, he just took it and did what he wanted to do with it. So it's, it's really crazy. <laughs> Might I ask that I do join a prayer um, circle every other Thursday, right? Yes. So I've been going like three times, and it has helped me tremendously with my prayer life. So I can, uh, I can testify for myself that it has helped me wow. this far. So let's talk about how important it is to have a prayer life, and how has it helped you just with your life and being building a close relationship with God. I mean, I guess I can um, start. So um, when we first started doing the Crown Queens, I'm going to be honest, like I didn't think that I could even like, like that it was going to be as big as it was. And I didn't think that I was ready for it. And so I remember um, Destiny, she ministered something to me and it stuck with me and it stuck in my head. And when she began to um, actually hear me praying, she's like, okay, like this is like, and we all individually begin to pray. And we like, this is like we have too much power in our mouth, you know? And so we begin to pray. And I really honestly believe that the crown queens really showed me what a real prayer life is, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, even like at home when I'm praying, I begin to pray to God more, you know, I begin to get a bigger, um, and like, I, I kind of feel more connected to God as well. So mm -hmm. a prayer life is big to me, you know? And that's how you really establish your relationship with God through praying, mm -hmm. you know? So that's my answer. Mm -hmm. I was going to add to that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was just going to say, I feel like prayer life helps you get deeper with God. So um, when you're trying to take it to the next level, like how when you're in a relationship with someone, like even a regular, you know, human being, like your boyfriend or a friendship, you have more conversations with that person. You dig deeper. You, you know, you have more intimate conversations where you get to know that person deeper. So <clears throat> when you pray to God, 
that's the type of relationship that you're trying to build. You're trying to get deeper into him. So the prayer life is important because you're having that conversation with God in order to know him better, get to know him, get to know yourself better. Yeah, on a deeper level and just grow. So I agree with that too. My prayer life has always kind of been all over the place. But like when you get people around you, like um, the company that you keep, mm -hmm. that helps a lot. So let's talk about the company that you keep. How important is that to have people around you that's on the, in the same on the same level with you? Um, I think it, that's very important, and I didn't realize that until Gus reached out to me because it's like, you know, sometimes you get so used to, like, the people you grew up with and, you know, the history and things of that nature, but if those people are feeding you spiritually and helping you go to the next level, then they really pull you down or, you know, say, for instance, you're trying to grow, you know, but if you're around the same people who ain't trying to grow or is not like-minded like you, you know, it can kind of stunt your growth. So these ladies definitely help me, you know, um, to not only um, get closer to God, but to start walking in my purpose, you know, mm -hmm. and um, start um, recognizing my worth and realizing who I am. So I think the company really plays a big part. And then they just so encouraging, they speak life into me. I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna be real transparent. I was just crying in the room. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, you know, and then my sister just started speaking life and was just telling me, like, that's the enemy, you know, you're yes. going yeah. your way up and he trying to, you know what I'm saying, trick you out your spot, but you gotta, so, yeah. <laughs> That's good. And it, it gives you accountability partners as well. Um, yeah. We aren't just praying every Thursday, but we keep up with each other throughout the week. Um, and Madge will check in and she'll say, hey, did anybody pray today? Did you read? Were you in your word? Or, you know, um, if we start something, we'll start like chapters of the Bible together. Um, and sometimes we slack, like lately it's been kind of me or whatever, um, <laughs> we'll slack, but one of the girls will say, hey, you know, this we're still going, you know, they'll keep going despite of whoever falls off. And when you are surrounded by people who stay on a game, who stay, you know, on top of what, they, what they're supposed to be on, um, it make you, and you not doing it, it make you look at yourself like, dang, I gotta step my game up, you know, I gotta really get back in it because that's the company you keep, you know what I'm saying? You gotta, if you're gonna run, the people that you run with, you gotta keep up the same pace as them, you know what I'm saying? So um, I feel like that, that, that helps. The company you keep is so important. Um, and so, like, with most of my friendships before the Crown Queens, I was always the strong friend. I was the friend that everybody came for for everything. And then it began to begin to get draining in a way. And so when I look at these ladies, like, if any of us are going through something, when I say we'll come together and begin to pray, mm -hmm. and chains literally will begin to break, like, um, even how she was saying before she came, you know, um, and a lot of friendships, you know, they'll like kind of promote whatever you're going through. Like, ah, uh, you're going to let this person say this to you. But when you have somebody that's literally like in the presence of God and God sent, it's different. You know, like nobody's in competition with each other. We all love each other. And also we know who we are, you know, and that's a lot of like with a lot of friendships. Some of them, and most of them, they don't be knowing who they are. You got to watch them around your partners. You know, you got to watch it. They talking about you behind your back. But we literally are there for each other throughout every situation. And, and just to see us grow, like from when we first started to right now, it's like a huge, tremendous difference, you know? So that's why I appreciate my sisters. I love them, seriously. So, yeah. You need a sisterhood and friends. Like, it's just more yeah. than just being a friend. Okay, we look cute together. Okay, yeah. let's take these pictures. Okay, let's yeah. go on these trips. Like, if you're not right within, then yeah. it's not Definitely. gonna it's not gonna work. Like, and mm -hmm. people wonder why they have issues and friendships or just, being around certain people, like, wow. you have to work within yourself. So I wanted to talk about hitting rock bottom. There was a time that I hit rock bottom, and at the time, I was trying to live life my way. Mm -hmm. It didn't work out for me. Everything I did, it didn't work. Like, the job I wanted, I got the job, but I yeah. couldn't keep it. Mm -hmm. I got the place I wanted, but I couldn't keep it. Like, wow. it's literally because I was just doing my own thing. Like, I heard God, I knew God, I had a relationship with him, yeah. but I wasn't letting him lead my life. Wow. So tell us about a time that you hit rock bottom and what found you, found your way and how did you get through it? And how did you use God to get through it? 
Yeah, I talk a lot, y'all. So, okay, cool. <laughs> okay. Um, so a time where I hit rock bottom. Um, so I'm a preacher's kid. You know, I grew up in church, and I grew up, you know, going to church every Sunday, Wednesday, whatever service I was there because I was a preacher's kid. And so um, when I began and I turned 18, I kind of wanted to do things my way. I'm like, okay, the way y'all living, that's what y'all doing, but I'm gonna just do my own thing, you know, because y'all don't really know you know, like what's really in the world because y'all only been in church y'all whole life. And so, you know, I stepped out and I jumped off the porch and <laughs> and when I jumped off the porch, the world really hit me. Like it really hit me and I began to see the world for what it really is, you know, and it's nothing out there. And I had to figure that out. So I'm gonna keep going. So I had two children. So I had my son and when my son was three months old, I had got pregnant again, okay? I was clowning. Like, I had got pregnant again. And I literally, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. So I'm very transparent. And I was really clowning. And so when um, I had my second baby, I'm like, okay, enough is enough. Like, you know, I don't even know how I'm going to be able to afford these two children. Um, I couldn't have paid my rent. You know, my car was messed up. My car got in the impound. And I just was like, God, I need you. Like, I even thought about, like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have this child. Like, I shouldn't have this beautiful baby. And so I honestly was thinking about getting a, you know, an abortion. Can we say that on here? Yeah, I was thinking about getting an abortion. And so I'm like, okay, I'm about to go to my appointment. I'm about to get it. That's that. And it wasn't because of my baby, but it was because, I didn't feel like I could take care of my child, you know, and I was just going through depression and I was just like even battling with postpartum for my first son. And I couldn't understand why everything was happening on me, but it, it happened because I jumped off the porch. Mm -hmm. And so God, like, if you want to see what's out there, I'm going to show you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so people turning on me, you know, not having nobody, you know, and so God had to allow me to go through all of those things really to show me like, daughter, I got you. Like, I really, really have you. And I'm also glad that I went through it because now I can understand other people's pain. You know, I had to go to the world. You know, and I always say this, like, I don't like nobody by me or next to me who ain't been through nothing. Because you don't understand. Mm -hmm. You know? And so that was kind of my situation. And it really brought me closer to God. Even when I was pregnant with my um, second child, it was just me and God. And I had to figure and realize that. And keep hitting my head a couple of times to understand, like, God is all who you got at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You know, your friends, God really there. Mm -hmm. And he was there all the whole time. So that's why, like, when I think of, like, my hardest moments in life, I always remember God there still. Like, even crying, like, at night, depressed, wanting to give up, like, maybe just give up on life. God has always been there. Mm -hmm. Always. You know, so that's really why I love God, too. So mm -hmm. if y'all guys want to share next. <laughs> okay, I'll share. Um, what was the question again about hitting rock bottom? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll say one of my darkest seasons of my life was uh, when I went to prison. I went to prison for two years, and that's where I experienced my first encounter with God was in prison. Wow. And then, like, being in prison, you're just, you really by yourself for real because it's like, you know, you don't have access to the phone as we do now. You know, you can't hug your family, you can't call, you can't text and say, you know, can you, you know, so it was just really me and God. And I did have co-defendants in there, but they was just doing their own thing, you know. So it's just like when I call home, mom used to be like, pray, you got to pray. You know, God is the only one who can bring you through. He's the only one that can give you the strength that you need, the peace, the comfort. So I just began to dig deep into my Bible and just praying. And I remember... Um, right before I got sentenced, or no, the day that I got sentenced, I was in distraught because I thought I was going home. I had already did nine months in the county, and they told me um, I had 15 more months to serve under Haida. And um, I remember going back to my cell, and I was literally crying because I couldn't believe it. I'm like, Lord, I didn't tell everybody what size I wear. I'm thinking I'm coming home. They didn't got my <laughs> phone for me, you know what I'm saying? And I'm about to go to prison. I ain't never been incarcerated a day in my life, so I couldn't believe it. And I'm thinking, like, God, why you do this to me? Like, how did you let this happen to me? Mm -hmm. You know, and I heard these three words. I'm, no, yeah. I heard these three words, I'm with you. And I heard them so clearly that it just gave me peace. So that was on Wednesday. So then Friday, as I'm getting rolled out, that's what they call it in jail, like you getting rolled out to go to prison, I had this peace over me. Like, people probably was 
thought I was crazy because I had cuffs on me and I was walking out. I was just smiling, you know. It was my first time feeling fresh air in nine months. Mm-hmm. I'm smiling and um, the guards was just looking at me like, you ready? I said, I'm ready, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm going in there with God. And then like, um, he just was my strong tower, my strength, mm-hmm. my peace, my comfort. He got me through. Wow. That was like such a dark time for me because one, I'm a girly girl, so I got braids to the back. <laughs> I don't got no nail polish on, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, not even just that. I used to go through things in there too. You know, girls used to try to test me out. I, I want to go home. I ain't trying to get sent to the hole. It just was like, I was getting tested back and forth. I used to have nightmares, all type of stuff. But God kept me, and he got me through that time. Wow. And even, like, I'm going to make this real short because I ain't trying to drag it. But, like, <laughs> even on visits with my friends to come see me there, but like, you so happy. You look, you know, you got this glowing. You in prison. You look like this. I'm like, girl, that's God. You know, <laughs> the Lord on me. So, wow. Yeah. That's so good. Well, the time where I hit um, rock bottom is, I would say my most recent experience um, within the past, I think it's going on five years now. Uh, five years ago, I lost my dad, and then two, almost two years ago, I lost my mom. Um, my dad was unexpected. My mom passed away. Um, mm-hmm. She battled cancer, um, and then God healed her from it, and then she... Um, we found out that it came back, but we found out really late, so it was kind of still like a smack as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that was my my most recent low point um, to lose my best friend, to lose you know the person that that's all I knew. All I knew was my parents, and I was a pastor's kid as well. Um, and I just during this time, which is so crazy actually, because um, prior to us reading the book of Proverbs prior to starting Crown Queens, um, I wasn't really talking to God like I should. I would talk to him. You know, you say, yo, normal, thank you, Lord, for waking me up this morning. Um, but the connection just felt like it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I was, I, was out, I was out of the store one day, and I was coming out of the store. And a man that I didn't even know, he told me, he said, um, God said, go ahead, have your fun right now. He said, but when you finish, he has a work for you to do. And I said, okay, wow, because I was in such a low place. You know, I was doing my thing because I didn't feel connected to God because of what I had been through. And um, I missed it, though. I missed that. You know, when you're in a relationship with somebody and you go without them for a while, you miss them. And um, because I had had a relationship with him, I started to miss him, but I didn't know how to get back to him. I didn't know how to get back to that intimate place with him. And I just kept praying, like, okay, God, come and find me. You know, I'm ready. I'm not going to fight you. When you when you come, I'm ready. And so um, God told me, read the book of Proverbs. And through through that time, I didn't just get sisters, but I also um, began to get my intimacy back with God. You know, I began to be able to trust him again, be able to love him again. And um, because losing a parent isn't just something that you can put a Band-Aid over, um, it is something that I deal with daily. And so um, I, I'm constantly overcoming those rock bottom moments, you know. But what I can say is that I've learned that he is a good guy, you know, mm-hmm. despite anything despite of who walks away despite of what you lose despite of how low you get and you can never go so low that he won't pull you back up you know you can never go so low that he won't come and find you and so um, I'm just I'm just really grateful to God that um, even in my darkest days where some nights I have where I feel like oh my god I'm not gonna make it through or you know I don't even know if I want to be here without my parents, stuff like that. But God constantly pulls me up. He constantly draws me closer to him. And that's the type of God that he is. And so um, that's, that's, that's my testimony. That's my story is that he's a good God. And I pray that my life, um, my life shows that. Wow. That's good. That's so good. Thank you. I appreciate all this transparent and stuff because sometimes I feel that even just like peers or like people I had conversations with in the past Mm -hmm. people will go through stuff and they will feel so low that they would be ashamed to talk about it like they feel like okay I got through it I'm gonna just leave it in the past Mm -hmm. but I feel like people should talk about it because it's so many other people that go through the same thing like that's in the same shoes as you and to hear that you made it through and they in your shoes, oh, mm-hmm. I can make it through. She did, yeah. and she prayed, okay, that's all I got to do, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So I feel like that's really good. So I was one of those people that used to be real standoffish, like, okay, I don't want to talk about what I went through. I'm over it now. I've gotten through it. But then as, like, I started talking to people, just having conversations, just being out, like, in, just in the social world, people would say, 
Oh, I went through that too. Like, and it just make it more comfortable, and then it just puts you more at ease. Like, okay, I'm not the only one. So, stay testimony. You know, and just being transparent. I think that plays a big part. And like, people need to see the transparency of others and Christians. You know what I'm saying? Because some people will just think like, okay, you go to church, you pray, you holier than thou. Like, no, I was just in the streets. I was clowning. You know, the Lord brought me out. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like you. Just you know. Yeah. So that brings to me to my next question. What is self-love? What is your definition of self-love? You want to answer, Shay? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I think I'm going to answer this question better. Go ahead, sis. Go ahead. I mean, well, I guess self-love to me is first knowing who I am. And so before I rededicated my life to God, honestly, I didn't know who I am. I didn't know my worth. I didn't know. I mean, you can say like, okay, you know, I'm cute. I can get cute and stuff. But in the inside, you can still not really value you. Mm-hmm. And people don't talk about that. They don't talk about some times where they like, you know, in the inside, I'm really, I don't feel like I'm whole, you know. And so I kind of was broken, you know, even before the crown queens, not knowing and realizing until I got into the presence of God. And God literally showed me who I was in him, you know. And even one time he told me, he said, daughter, go look in the mirror. And I looked in the mirror and he was like, now, who are you? And I said, I'm a mother. And he said, what else? You know, like, tell me more. You're more than just that. And for so long, I was only focused on being a mother, you know, after I had my kids. Like, I'm a mother, I'm going to protect my kids, I'm going to be there for my kids, you know. And God had to show me, you're more than that. You're a friend. You know, sometimes I can neglect my friends, or in the past, I would neglect my friends because all I thought about was being a mother. And God had to show me who I was. And when you find that, like, when you really find that that missing piece of your puzzle, your life never going to be the same, you know. So that's kind of my... Um, definition of self-love, loving me, putting me first, you know, before any anything. Sometimes you have to literally take a breather and say, today I can only be there for me, you know, because for so long I've been there for everybody else. But today I'm going to just be there for me, even taking myself out to the movie sometimes. You know, I did it for the first time and it felt so good. You know, like it felt so, so good. So self-love to me is really finding out who I am, and and guess what? We learn new things about ourselves every single day. You know, you never fully know who you are because God show you every day, every single day, I'm going to use you, you know, in different areas. So that was kind of my definition of self-love. What about you, ladies? I was going to say, see, God knew I had needed to open that one up for me because um, my testimony kind of has something to do with that. Um, when I had my daughter and I went through postpartum, Um, I really lost myself a lot. Like, um, I just started, like y'all was saying, just doing me. Like, you know, just trying to find myself because I, um, like you kind of said, Autumn, I had a relationship with God, but it wasn't deep, you know. It would just kind of be like, you know, I'm praying to him. I would go to church every so often. Like, I knew God, and I knew that he loved me, you know. But um, I didn't know him on a deeper level the way that I do now. And so when I was going through postpartum, I was having, like, these mind attacks where, um, the enemy would make me feel like I didn't love myself and that God didn't love me to the point where it would just make me go further off, you know, where I was just doing me, where I just, like, you know, well, if, like, everything that I'm doing is just so terrible, like, you know, and God is not going to forgive me for what I'm doing, then I'm just, you know, going to do me. And so um, I constantly was doing that. And so uh, when Destiny actually had came to us, you know, I, um, I, I was okay, like, because I had my daughter now. She'll be three. And so um, I started, like, moving out of that phase a little bit before Destiny had came. But I still was just kind of like, you know, just still doing me. And then when she had came, it was kind of like a sneak attack. Like, God was kind of, like, bringing me in without me even knowing. And so, um, like, when we were doing Proverbs and things like that, um, I didn't even know that we were supposed to be, like, fasting during the time that we was reading the Word. And then when they said we were fasting, I'm like, oh, so I got to fast, too. So um, when I started fasting and things like that, it began to make my ears, like, you know, open up my spiritual ears to be able to hear from God even more. And so as I dug deeper into God, I was able to find myself more and find my self-love. And so um, 
I believe that self-love is, I mean, you really have to have a connection with God, I honestly believe, in order to love yourself for real because the love that God gives us is none other like it. Like, you can't have no other form on this earth with anybody else that can have um, that type of love. Like, God's love is just the the greatest love that you can have and so um, I feel like in order for God to um, pour into you that's how you're able to love yourself properly and know what you deserve you know how to walk in your purpose what's for you what's not for you and just being able to live in your truth and know you know um, so that's what my uh, that answers the question of self-love for me about y'all that's what I was about to say. Self-love definitely ties in with love from God because I could, if I could think back on behavior that I did when I was younger, I, there's no way I could have loved myself on the things that I did or how I reacted to certain things. It wasn't until I like sat down and I isolated myself when I started growing up and responsibility started hitting me. When I blocked out all the noise, it was like, okay, all my pride, everything just on paper, just. All it is is you, walls, and God. Like, mm -hmm. So that was when I was like, okay, I learned more things about myself. Like, okay, I can do this. Like, okay, I'm, I got the power to say this. Like, mm -hmm. sometimes you will be around people, and I tell people this all the time, when it's too noisy, you will not understand. You won't hear it. Like, you mm -hmm. won't get it. And some people are so afraid to be by themselves. Like, that's because it's that it's that it's God talking to you and it's the devil like okay so it's like it's like tug of war it's like do you want to go or you don't want to go and like you got to really force yourself to go and like stay there and sit there and listen and then once you get once I got to that point it was like it was no it was to the point of no return like I can't go back like it was like a weight lifted off my shoulder like once I sat down and actually started to listen and hear and get my prayer life together even though I still have things to work on and that's one thing about growth you never stop growing once you once you hit one goal okay I gotta do something else like so it's not that you ever reach a tap out level but it's like once I got to a certain point I knew like I can't go back to that life that I had once before so that's when I knew self-love was um, connected with loving God, mm -hmm. like the love from God, I should yeah. say. Mm -hmm. so. And I just want to piggyback off of what both of you guys are saying. I feel like um, the love, I mean, is being connected to God is definitely true because I feel like um, once you experience the love of God and he begins to show you who you are, and like your worth and stuff like that, it just be like, you know, the things that you used to deal with as far as like, well, for my point of view, like relationships and stuff like that, it's just like, mm, I'm a queen, you know, yeah. I, I was acting like a peasant, but God showed me who I am, so I'm a queen, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and certain things that I used to do, it disgusts me now, I was just like, you know, and I, sometimes I be looking like, girl, really, like, that's what you used to be, y'all, but it's just like, mm -hmm. God just showed me, he loved on me so much, it's just like, I can never settle for nothing less, and let me rephrase that, so I'm not expecting my future man to be God, but I'm just saying you got to have some characteristics. Standards. You know what I'm saying? A little standards. bit of, you know, because it's just, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, the way God make me feel is just like, you ain't make yeah. me feel like that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but settling can come from so much. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. With love, just even friendships. Like, yeah. it's some mm -hmm. friends that just be okay with where they at. Mm -hmm. And then when you grow and they looking at you like you crazy. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah. oh, you can do that? Oh, mm -hmm. you got that job? Like, oh, you was yeah. qualified? Mm -hmm. Like, they're not gonna personally say that. Mm -hmm. But like, they know they it, wonder. like, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, let's talk about that, settling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can also settle spiritually mm -hmm. as well. Um, yeah. as, as kingdom citizens and believers, um, we have we have a certain privilege, you know what I'm saying? And when we don't when we don't operate in God, when we don't operate to our full potential spiritually, you know, and, and it's never we'll never reach perfection, but when we don't strive to get better and strive to do better spiritually, we live beneath our privilege. You know, that's when things like depression and anxiety and, you know, all of those different negative thoughts and stuff can come into our minds and come into our spirit, you know, and that's us living beneath our our privilege as kingdom citizens so um and just like even if physically you know people people you can settle physically you don't want to change the way you eat but you're not happy with how you look you know you're mm -hmm. settling because you don't want to do something about it mm -hmm. you know and it's the same thing in relationships sometimes we settle with people because we are comfortable with them you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying but we know that we're not happy so um i feel like 
if if you want if you don't want to settle or you know if you want more um, than just the bare minimum you got to do something about it you know if you yeah. want the cycle to change you got to actually make a change um, that's my take on settling I think it's, it's it's all about a decision it's about making making a decision to want more to have more I was gonna say, and I think um, settling too is wanting to put up that challenge, like you know, wanting to, like wanting yourself to grow, like you were saying, like making that decision. Because if you not like if you settling and you not like looking for a challenge every day, like for instance, if you keep doing the same things, you're not gonna get no new results. But if you change up your routine and you're looking for new, then that's when you're not gonna settle anymore. So I feel like that can go for relationships, like you were saying, mm -hmm. physically, spiritually, everything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. All of y'all been making good points about that. I'm sitting here thinking like, hmm, that made sense, that made sense. So I came to y'all prayer circle um, on a Thursday and we made prayer jars. So when we made prayer jars, the object of the prayer jar was for seven days. Mm -hmm. So we wrote something on a sticky note for seven days about how we were going to spend more time with God. Mm -hmm. I want y'all to say certain stuff that we wrote on the sticky notes and how did it help, and maybe it can help someone else trying to strengthen their prayer life and how seven days made a big difference. You know, just not just for us, not just for me, just other girls that were there. Um, I would say for me, one of the, one of the um, stickies that, one of the assignments on the sticky was to um, pray for a person for a day, you know. Um, and just seeing the results of the person that I've prayed for, you know, I didn't even tell them like, hey, I've been praying for you, but I've been praying for them. And then also living um, a certain type of way before them, you know, being an example, because um, I always say that sometimes you're the only piece of Jesus that somebody can see. And so um, I've been living and living a certain way in front of them and still praying for them. And I'm seeing God, you know, change them and seeing God deliver them and seeing them, you know, literally say, well, I don't, I, for some reason, I don't feel like doing what I used to do. Or for some reason, I don't, I'm not into what I used to be into. So to watch somebody um, change and, and become who they're supposed to become um, is, is beautiful to see. And I know that it is because of my prayers and me being obedient to God. And it's crazy, the person that God told me to pray for is somebody that um, I didn't even really care for. You know what I'm saying? Um, but he put them on my heart and he gave me to be obedient to, um, he gave me to do it and I was obedient to him. And so um, it just goes to show that when we are obedient to God, you know, we'll see the fruit of our obedience. So I think, um, honestly, like the whole prayer jar and the assignment, which was, it was Chi-Chi, well, Chinoy, she said, call her Chi-Chi. Okay, well, Chi-Chi, um, we were all on the phone because before we do, um, you know, the group services in person, we're like intimately like on the phone, you know, and like how she said, we talk throughout the week, we do. And so we were on the phone and she brought this idea up and then Shayla, um, they're real creative. These are my sisters that are very creative. And so she uh, began to have different topics about what we should pray about or, you know, different assignments or activities. Um, and so, like, throughout this whole journey, I began to hear God even more clear. You know, like, you can think you got it all, you know, and God will even correct you, you know, through this journey. So, like, even, like, when we begin to be in person with all the different ladies, seeing their growth and, like, even how you were there, you would see all the different ladies and all the different testimonies, you know, that was birthed out of this. It was like, it wasn't just for seven days, but God intended it to be a lifetime. You know, people think like, um, you can just go to church and that's how you establish your relationship with God. But it's, God will have you doing things in the bedroom, you know, or at your home and it'll show when you get to church, you know? And so even when the ladies, um, uh, <laughs> even when the ladies came and we began to worship, God's presence was literally there. And it was so strong that it was like, oh, my gosh, you know, because why? It showed how I told the um, example about a hairstylist when they first began to do hair. And they won't be as good, but, you know, you're like, okay, you might got a little potential. But the more you do it, the more it's going to show you know, even with your braids, it's going to show on your work, mm -hmm. you know. And so, like, when we begin to get in the presence of God and literally get there, 
I'm telling you, so many chains began to break that night. Like, even you were a witness. Like, you were like, wow. We was like, wow. We all were like, wow. Mm -hmm. You know, so this prayer jar and this journey is just a way of just showing, you know, the ladies and even us different ways to get into the presence of God, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, so, I'll share some of the activities uh, for whoever is watching. I know we did, um, like, if you pick one gospel song that you like with maybe activity you do. So like whatever gospel song and maybe like working out, I always use that as an example because that was something new that was brought to my attention. I think Chi Chi had told me she had did that. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. You know, worshiping and working out at the same time. Um, you can clean your house and um, listen to gospel music and worship. You can, um, what was I gonna say? Do the laundry. You can do, you can go walking. What was the other one? Yep, you can watch a sermon. Um, so these were just different activities that we did on the actual sticky notes. And so, like, Majesty said how she was saying, like, she actually heard God um, more. Like, even though you think that you tap in, like, you can tap in further. And it's just crazy because, um, like, I had gave the example at the service that I began to have a conversation back and forth with God. And I never experienced that. And I didn't even realize that I was doing that until... Um, it's like I gave the example that my um, attitude was tested because during that week I was praying for my attitude and I ended up getting into it with someone and my attitude showed like pretty much like, oh, you thought that you was better in this area, but really like you not. And so it was like, a, you know, a test from the enemy kind of to see like, okay, like, are you going to go back there? Or are you like what you praying for? Are you really about what you praying for? Or are you just praying for it? And so um, I... I went back and I had talked to God about the argument because it got me out of my character and I felt bad about it because I'm like, I'm not supposed to be, you know, like this, you know, I'm not supposed to be mean and things like that and saying harsh words or whatever the case may be. And so, because, I mean, it is important, like your attitude, everybody thinks about the other stuff, but like your attitude is a major part of it too. And so, um, when uh, I began to talk to God about it, I was hearing what he was saying. It was like it was a back and forth conversation. But when I went back to the person and I kind of like, you know, confessed to what was going on. And I kind of told him, like, yeah, I just talk with God. And it was this, 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 and that. And it was like, you had that whole conversation with God. Like, like that's crazy that you actually can have a back and forth conversation with God. And so um, the jars really did something good, like Majesty was saying, because uh, it created something that I think that, we all plan on being intentional and talking to God once a day, but that actually holds you accountable. It's something wow. exciting. And I think that's what you were saying at the service. Like, it's something exciting. You got to look something look to look forward to. Like, okay, well, it's something new. I don't got to just go in my room, yeah, and pray to God. I can go walk in and pray to God or, you know, just something new every day instead of wow. just the same routine. So, um I think it's really encouraging and it does create a lifestyle and just instead of the seven days because you was even saying that you went home and you filled your jar back up. So. I did. I'm still actually working out of my jar because we all know <laughs> to pray. We all know to spend time with God, but it just give me like because I do it a couple of days in advance. Sometimes I forget what I write. So it'll give yeah. me it'll give me a new task like mm -hmm. go on a walk or yeah. read a chapter out this book or yeah. it just give you something to do and it just give you. I'm a structured person, so it helped me out and it helped my prayer life out a lot. So if you can tell your younger self one thing, what would it be? Let's just go in a line like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's a lot, you know. Um, there's so much I would tell my younger self. But if I could tell my younger self one thing, um, can I tell my younger self two things? <laughs> they, they real quick and short. Um, the first thing I would tell my younger self is to uh, take my time, to wait and take my time. Um, and the second thing that I would tell my younger self is you'll be okay, you know, mm -hmm. because I've experienced a lot um, at a young age uh, from losing my parents and into some, some very personal, some very hard personal battles um, mm -hmm. that, you know, people don't really know about. And I've had to overcome a lot. Um, and so I think I would tell myself that you'll be okay. Um, I would tell my younger self to um, wait until marriage, you know, because soul ties are real. And then I'll say um, to build my relationship with God at a younger age, because I knew of God, but and get to know him and build a relationship with him until I went to jail. So. Mm -hmm. 
and I was still like 19 or 18. Mm. I would tell my younger self, it's not that deep. Like sometimes <laughs> we think we're in a situation and it's like the end, like we're at the end, we're at the final stage when God, like this is only the beginning. Mm. You know, I'm literally building you for and creating you to be greater than your circumstances. And then I honestly would just thank God because what I've been through, now I can relate to so many different women. Mm -hmm. You know, who like, you know, you don't, because a lot of times when girls come to church, they think we don't understand. You know, I'm like, I understand. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. I've been there before. So I would say that, like, it's really not that deep. You're going to overcome it, you know? So what would you say? Um, I would probably say take my time too. And, um, yeah, take my time. I think a lot of things in life I tried to, like, rush. Like, I wanted to be an adult so bad, and I don't understand why I did. Like, I moved out at, like, 20 years old, and I was in a two-parent household. Like, nobody was pushing me out the door. I just wanted to have my own thing. So, I like, I felt like I would take my time and really let God order my steps because I feel like I had to smack my face a lot trying to move on my own. Um, even like with school, like I, I graduated um, from college, but I rushed it. And it was like, when I rushed it, it made other things after that fall behind. Cause it was like, I messed up in school. I was too busy trying to get out of there that my GPA wasn't as good. Cause I'm trying to juggle all these classes and do all this other stuff that it was like, now it's catching up to you. Because now that you're done, you don't even know what you're gonna do yet. You know, like, um, so I would just say to let God, really sit back and let God order my steps and slow down, yeah. If I had to tell my younger self something, it would be focus on yourself. I feel like younger kids, and I see it so much more now than I did when we were younger or when I was younger, these kids are focused on the wrong thing. Like, um, me, I was focused on the wrong thing. Like, don't get me wrong, I was doing what I was supposed to do, but I always was worried about something that could have waited. And like, as my wow. papa would tell me all the time, like, you worried about the wrong stuff, it'll come, it'll come. And you know, like, people put age limits on things. So like, it's kind of a thing in your head. It's kind of like, it's really you versus you, but you know, you telling yourself, well, I gotta do this before I turn 30, or I gotta do this before I turn 21. Like, it was always an age cap on a lot of stuff for me. So like, it used to like, put pressure on me on top of me not focusing on everything. So it just was very bad. So like, if I had to tell my younger self that, I would, I would tell these younger women, ladies to be exact, to really just 100% focus on yourself. It's all gonna come, whatever it is that you want. The man you want, the husband you want, the life you want, the lifestyle you want, everything is going to come. Like, don't be in a rush to grow up. That's good. I agree. That's really That cool. is real. I would tell myself to be consistent, too. Like, if I would have, like, certain projects that I was doing, if I would have been, you know, consistent with it, it would have been took off, you know? Like, now that it, when it's just starting to take off, you like, if I would have done this, like, when I was younger, it would have really took off already. So I would say that too, just be consistent in whatever you're doing, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, you've been doing uh, the prayer circle for almost a year now, right? Well, it'll probably go, be it's going on a year. in October of last year, so yeah, it's coming up, I guess, in one year. Mm -hmm. So if you had to put it on a scale of how your prayer life is now and how your relationship is now with God, with having a sisterhood mm -hmm. from one being the lowest, ten being the highest, We'll be, what will be your number? And just give me one reason why. Do you guys want to go first? I can go first. But you go. Okay. I would say, so I would never say a 10 because there's always more with God. Right. Like, you never can figure God out. You never can figure life out, you know, because we learn every day. I would say an 8. I would definitely say an 8. Now, when I first started, negative 5. Mm -hmm. I went <laughs> I was not praying, honestly, you know. And so even walking in my purpose and helping others, and that's why I know I was created to do that, because it helped me. You know, sometimes people be so selfish and they think about themselves, but when you put others, God will honor that, you know, and he'll take care of whatever it is that you need. Um, so I would definitely say an eight. And you said why? Um, yeah, just like. I, Did I say that I already said I think no you why. said your why. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm like, hold on, let me think. <laughs> Um, I would say I, I have seven in my head, so I'm going to say seven. Um, but like you said, 
Um, I don't think that, I, I can't say a 10 because I feel like, like she said, it's always work to do. Um, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. You know wow. what I'm saying? And so that's the amazing part about it. I feel like um, we always have something to work toward. We always have um, a goal, you know. And so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for my seven and maybe, you know, I'm going to keep moving on up. I ain't going back though. Oh yeah, I ain't going back either. As long as you're not going backwards, I don't care how long yeah. it takes you. Yeah. Just don't go backwards. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I'll say an eight too, um, because like I'm just piggybacking off the words out my mouth, really. But um, because it's a process too. Like you have good days and you have bad days. You have some days where you get attacked. You really don't want to pray. Then you have days where you just on fire. You know, so um, I would definitely say an eight, and it's and I'm really, I'm really thankful for real for this group and for my friends because not only do we hold each other accountable, but like um, I have someone to pray with me or pray. You know, if mm -hmm. I can't pray, they praying through for me. You know, so. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely gonna agree. I'm gonna say like an eight or seven, same in the same range. Um, everything that you guys were saying. But I will say the um, foundation um, that we have, like a sisterhood, um, and just having that solid friendship and everything, I give this a 10 because I don't think it's nothing like that. So I know I kind of switched your question up a little bit, but um, I think the foundation of it um, is definitely a 10. When you have a group of people that's able to um, hold you accountable and just you can rely on when you're down and able to lift you up, because we're never going to be perfect like you guys are saying. And um, it's always going to be a challenge and it's always going to be more room to grow. Um, having that solid foundation that you can lean on, I think is a is what you need, like, because we only human. So the reason behind that question was because sometimes when you're going through something alone, don't get me wrong, God do sit you down for you to be alone, and he just wanted to be you and him mm -hmm. for a season sometimes. But even then, just to have somebody to pray with you, just to have somebody just, it's different praying for somebody than mm -hmm. for me to call and say, hey, this is what's going on, and they try to give you advice. Like, yeah. I'm more so like, we got to pray about it now because it's like, mm -hmm. realistically, you really can't help me, but if we pray about this, that'll get somewhere. Yeah. So I feel like when you got those type of people in your corner mm -hmm. to help you pray, yeah. like she said, it'd be some days where, you know, you don't want to do it. And mm -hmm. having someone else to do it is so important. Mm -hmm. And then the crown queens, it's not just us. Like, it's a, literally a sisterhood. We're all in this together. And, you know, a lot of times, like, when you go to different church services, you know, a lot of people look at their speakers like they're just these big, you know, of course we are big to the kingdom of God, too, now. But we're a sisterhood. And we allow everybody to literally express themselves, you know, and let them know, like, it's okay. You know, because why? God got a final say so on everything you know so yeah that's true well that brings us to the conclusion of the episode but before we go we have about 10 minutes to pray so if y'all can lead us in prayer before we you know, like leave today she's very professional with the um, <laughs> you know what i've learned these ladies like to put me on the spot <laughs> i don't understand um, Right, that's, but I'm trying to lean on the sisters, and the sister's leaning back over here. <laughs> um, are we ready? Okay. Well, first off, dear Heavenly Father, God, we just want to thank you, God. We want to thank you, God, for um, just this time of fellowship, this time of prayer, this time of togetherness, God. I thank you, Father God, for our sister Autumn, Father God. I thank you, God, for what you are doing in her life, Father God. I thank you for the doors that you are opening um, for her, Father God. I thank you, God, for allowing us, oh God, to even be connected to her, Father God, and allowing us all here at the table, God, to be able to grow together, Father. I pray, Father God, that the people watching this, God, that you would God, surround them, oh God, with people, God, God, who will enhance their spiritual life, oh God, people who will push them closer, oh God, to you, people who will push them per closer, oh God, to their destiny and to their purpose, Father God. I come against every attack, Father God, that the enemy might try to place, Father God, on our destinies and on our futures, Father God. I come against the attack that the enemy might try to place on women, Father God, in the name of Jesus, every mind game, God, every, every attack, Father God, of low self-esteem, God, of telling us, oh God, 
that we are not worth it, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that you thought we were so worth it, Father God, that you chose to give your son. You thought that we were to die for, Father God. God, so I pray, Father God, that everybody, God, who would encounter, Father God, this podcast, God, that they feel your love like never before, God. Every person that is in a low place, Father, I pray, God, that you will lift them up, Father God, up out of it, God, that they will come to know you in ways that they've never known you before. I pray, Father God, that we don't limit you, Father God, to the four walls of the church, God. God, but that we continue, oh God, to find and explore you, God, in new ways, Father God. God, in new ideas, oh God. God, in new ventures, oh God. I just thank you right now, Father God, for each of these ladies, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for every person, God, that is watching, God. I thank you for what you are doing. I thank you for what you are about to do, God. We just give you glory right now, God. We give you praise, God. We give you honor, God. We say thank you, God, because we are so, so grateful, Father. Well, Father God, God, before we come and ask for anything, God, first and foremost, God, we just want to honor you, God, because you are so holy, God, you are so righteous, God, you are wonderful, God, you are worthy to be praised in our life, Lord God, I come before you, Lord God, asking on behalf of my sisters, Lord God, that you could continue to encourage us, Lord God, continue to strengthen us, Lord God, continue to let us know, God, that everything will be all right in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you, God, for our purpose. Lord God, we thank you for our life. Lord God, I even pray for the listeners and the people that are watching. Lord God, that you begin to strengthen them, God. Lord God, tell them, God, and let them know, God, that you have been there all along, God. Lord God, let us be the example in the name of Jesus, Lord God, to show people that it are a young generation, Lord God, that we can do it and that we are here together, God, standing in the need of prayer in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, pulling and tugging on you, Lord God. Lord God, we ask in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that your will be done in our life, throughout our life, Lord God, that we be the example, Lord God, that people can look to and say, God, if they do it, that I can do it too. That if they were strengthened, Lord God, then I could be strengthened too. Lord God, that if they were hurting and Lord God, they're whole, I can be whole too. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, I pray that you begin to even strengthen the listeners and the watchers prayer life. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we pray that everything that we spoke, everything that we said, Lord God, that it comes and intervene, Lord God, in their heart. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, we ask this and we pray in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Thank you, God. Crown queens. Go ahead, go right ahead. No, I was saying I was proud saying I was gonna let go of your hand because you know you Yeah, when I do this, when I get like real in tune, sometimes I do this. I'm trying not to laugh. Well, we thank you for coming out. I really appreciate it. That was a powerful prayer from both of you ladies. The energy was felt in the room. I know the listeners are gonna see it and they're gonna feel it. Thank you again for tuning in here at the Word Podcast with another episode, and I'm your host, Autumn. Yay! <laughs>